Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Buffalo Sports Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It is so good to have you guys. Happy Victory Monday. Happy Victory Tuesday. Happy Victory Wednesday. It's a wonderful, happy Victory Week. If you're a member of Bill's Mafia, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, not so much. <laughs> Welcome into the show. So good to have everybody. I appreciate all of you joining me live right now. There are a ton of people who are joining me live. There is a lot of uh, fun emotion. Everybody's excited. It's good to see all of the familiar names and actually some not so familiar names. It's also fun to see some names in the comment section that I haven't seen in a while. It's good to have all of you. Please do me a favor, whatever platform you are consuming this video cast on, please like, please subscribe. So if you're on YouTube, there is a thumbs up button right there in the center of your screen. Please click that button. What it does is it gets my metrics up and then people can find me and they're like, oh, people watch this show. And then it's like, yes, we do watch this show. Well, maybe I should watch this show too. So there's a little thumbs up. Just click it. And if you are listening to this, consuming it in podcast form, please like, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to your podcasts on. It's so good to have you. As I always say, this is a recording of a podcast. So if you are in the live comment section right now on YouTube, uh, and I've been watching the, the Twitter metrics as well, and there's some people over on Twitter. If you're watching me on Twitter, jump over to YouTube. That's where all the fun is. I don't even know. Can you even comment from Twitter? Like I... I don't think you can like, can you comment from Twitter? I just clicked the thing. Oh, I guess you can. Let's find out. Hello. What do you know? It showed up. <laughs> How about that? Well, there you go. <laughs> that, that, the the great mystery has been solved. Um, but yes, anyways, please like, please subscribe. This is a recording of a podcast. So if you are in the comment section right now, I am not ignoring you. If you want to get my attention, if you would like to, uh, Ask me a question. If you've got a comment, please super chat me. It'll glow on my screen. I'll see it and I'll be able to respond to it. Otherwise, I'm going to do a very good job or at least attempt to do a very good job to stay on my notes. But as I always say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, let me just say one last time. Welcome. It is so good 
to have you. Oh, I see all this awesome. I see all the 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 ex the ex folks showing up. So I'm gonna let me hang on a second. Good to have all the, the Twitter peeps. Awesome. I've never seen the Twitter logo actually show up. So that's pretty cool. It's good to have all you guys. Appreciate uh, you guys joining and making yourselves apparent or making yourselves what's the word? Uh obvious i don't know <laughs> showing showing yourselves i can see you the people on youtube cannot but i can see you uh it is so good to have every single one of you before we get started in this show let's take a very quick moment and hear from our show sponsor the market dominator team which is fitting because as has already been stated in the comment section this was quite the dominating performance here we go Folks, I'm John Spaschak, that's right, the market dominator, and I am the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast, hosted by my good friend, Joe Miller. You know, his approach is absolutely outstanding. It's excellent. And that's what our approach is when we get into real estate. We help our clients win, just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out. So folks, if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting edge technology, using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win, you reach out to me directly, 716-570-3298. We will answer our phone. And one more thing, go Bills. Go Bills, there we, we nailed it. And uh, somebody just put in the comments section. <laughs> Come on, work. Nothing is working tonight. None of my technology is working. Like, I've got the wrong videos going on. Uh, Tracy Fichter, where are you at, Tracy? Yes, I, Tr she says Joe is drunky. Joe is not drunky. Joe has not had, this is the, 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 the three sips I've just taken is the, are the first three sips I've taken today. Joe is just uh, in a good mood. So can we just leave it at that? But it's so good to have all of you. Uh, yes, if you are in the market to buy or to sell a home, you got a little bit of the uh, trifecta there of the market dominator please give john and his team a call 716-570-3298 we're gonna have some fun on this show this was an amazingly stress-free game it was never in doubt right never in doubt uh josh allen completed all of seven passes in this football game seven i don't know if you knew that or not josh allen it wasn't josh allen made the comment in his presser that he felt like the kid that didn't do anything in the uh, class project and still got an a uh, that is actually very accurate. Josh threw 15 passes. He completed seven. His completion percentage was not great, but at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills beat the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, uh, right into the ground, 31 to 10, on seven completions from Josh Allen. Seven. That's all it took. Seven. And there's not much more to say about this football game. <laughs> Show over. Offensively, defensively, coaching. The reality is, yes, that's what we want. Yes, offensively, yes, defensively. I'm not saying that I don't want Josh to throw the ball. I'm just saying when you're talking about uh, the ability to get into a game and see what the Buffalo Bills did, and I've got more information on that in a minute, yes is the answer. Defensively, yes, the Bills didn't take their foot off the neck. They didn't turtle shell. Yes, stay that way. Coaching, yes, absolutely yes. I mean, that's how we play. That's who we are. That's what we as Bills Mafia expect every week. That was, is championship level, championship caliber, as Sean McDermott has recently said. However, we have to get into the playoffs first. So that is still a chase for us as Bills Mafia. But regardless, yes, yes, yes. Give me more of that. 
The Buffalo Bills need to win out. It's no secret. A weekend where they basically didn't get any help. I can talk to you a little bit about it real quick. The AFC standings uh, currently, uh, in regards to notes that I took, the Ravens are actually playing right now against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Both are the number one seeds in their respective divisions, but you've got the first four number one seeds in the divisions, Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jags. After that, you've got the Browns, Bengals, Colts, Texans, and then the Bills. The Buffalo Bills actually moved up two spots this weekend, which means the goal has not changed. They still have to win out. And I'm going to tell you this. You might as well just buckle up, Buttercup, because that is what is going to be expected. The Bills are going to have to win out. Even if the Dolphins win the division, so the, the Dolphins win every game until that last game of the season and the Bills win that game, the Bills are still going to be number two. The Dolphins are going to win the division. The Bills are going to, that's the only way the Bills can make the playoffs. The Bills have to win out. So there's three weeks to go. The Buffalo Bills are in ninth. As I just said, they moved from 11th to ninth. They could have moved prospectively right into a playoff spot, but they didn't get any help. They got actually no help at all. The Browns were actually down in a football game today to the Bears, and the Bears let them come right back into it. So the Browns are now the number five seed. The games they've got up and coming, the Texans, which are also in front of the Bills, the Jets, and they've got the Bengals, who are also in front of the Bills. In the uh, number six seed, the Cincinnati Bengals, with a backup quarterback who's actually playing pretty well, who was also down this past weekend. Those are two games that, had they gone the opposite direction, the Buffalo Bills would have bypassed them or passed them in the standings. The Bengals actually beat a team in the Vikings that lost in a very Billsy fashion. I don't know if you tuned into that football game, but it was tough to watch. But the Bengals are the sixth seed. They have to play the Steelers. They've got to play the Chiefs. And I cannot read my handwriting for who they've got to play after that. I think this it starts with a B. <laughs> <laughs> regardless uh it, the, i think this might say the browns i think i think they've got to play the browns yeah they got to play the browns my bad the colts the colts are also ahead of the bills the colts are in uh what's this one two three four five six seven seventh place they are they have the, currently the last uh i believe position in the playoffs they have to play atlanta they got to play the raiders they got to play the texans the texans are ahead of the bills they are in eighth place they've got to play cleveland they've got to play tennessee and they've got to play at Indianapolis. Now, this is all you need to know as it pertains to the Buffalo Bills winning out from here on through. A lot of these teams, as you just heard, play each other. That's good for the Bills. The Dolphins, on the other hand, well, the Dolphins are also in control of their own destiny. If the Dolphins win out, then they get the, they get the, the, the AFC East division. I think if they lose one game, and then beat the Bills in the in the last game of the season, they still win the division. But the, the Dolphins are very much all of the pressure, as much as it feels like there's a lot of pressure on the Bills, the majority of the pressure in the AFC East is on the Dolphins. So you've got a Bills football team that the last several years have finished the season pretty much on the ups on the uptick, one out, right? So uh, whereas the Dolphins are the opposite of that. Every time it's come to the end of the season and there's been a lot of pressure on them, they've folded like a chair. And that's literally the situation the Dolphins are in right now. They've got a team in the Buffalo Bills that are chasing them. The Dolphins are no longer the hunter, as we've talked about as Bills fans. They are the hunted, and the Buffalo Bills are hunting them. With every week that passes that the Bills win, it puts more pressure 
on the Miami Dolphins to continue to win, which, by the way, the Dolphins face the uh, Dallas Cowboys in Miami this coming weekend. So the Bills play Saturday night uh, at 8 o'clock. I think that Dallas-Miami game is actually Saturday during the day. So a lot will be kind of not determined, but we'll kind of have some information kind of going in. And you've got to believe that the Dallas Cowboys are going to play better in Miami than they did in the rain in Buffalo. They're also going to come into that game probably a little bit upset. So that is just kind of a quick wrap-up. The Bills could have gotten a lot more help. They possibly could have been in the eighth or even seventh place or spot uh, after this weekend. But they, again... The help that, that was out there that they were kind of on the verge of getting just didn't come through. A lot of teams that were winning or had games in hand, not in hand, but it kind of had games under control, two possession leads, the Browns, uh, who else? Uh, the, the the Vikings over the Bengals, the Bears over the Browns, and the Texans, I believe, were getting rid of the Texans lose. Regardless, there was, there was opportunity there for the Bills to kind of move up some spots. I get into these moments, and then it's like I've got a square thought because I've watched these games, right? And then, like, I get in this moment – live on YouTube and I I lose my focus and I doubt what I think I know so and then I say things like Connor McDermott like seven times on a show on a Wednesday and then somebody gets on YouTube or on Twitter and corrects me it's like not badly they're like hey by the way did you know that you said Connor, Connor McDermott instead of Connor McGovern McGovern like four times it's like don't I'm an old man please don't hold it against me Oh, this is not easy. This live uh, YouTube live podcasting stuff. But uh, yeah, there are no edits here. It uh, it is what it is. So but uh, that's the Buffalo Bills kind of playoff picture in a snapshot. I'll probably give that to you every game. We I think we've done it a couple of weeks in a row or we've done it a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. But regardless, on the other side of the football, on the other side of the field, the Dallas Cowboys actually clinched a playoff spot during the one o'clock games without even playing. Uh, and Dak Prescott was uh, told that, that they had clinched a, uh, a playoff game. And uh, Dak basically said, that doesn't matter. He doesn't care. All that mattered to him was the win. And I'll be honest with you, mad respect for that young man for saying that because uh, that's that's a big deal. I mean, it's, uh, the fact that the, the, them losing the way they did meant more to him. He basically was saying it was inevitable. We knew that we were going to make the playoffs. It was just a matter of time. Uh, and in that moment, you know, emotionally, you know, the loss probably stung more than the news felt good about making the playoffs. But uh, it was an unseasonably warmish day with some rain. That does not mean that it was warm. It just means that it was unseasonably warm. It was about 44, 43 degrees. I'm sure that when the sun went down, the feels like dropped probably into the 30s, especially with that rain coming down. I don't know if wind was much of a factor. I was not at the game. Those of you that were at the game, you can probably put it in the comment section as to whether or not the win was a factor. But you th you you had to think going into this football game that it was going to play into the Bills' hands a little bit, that the weather was the way that it was. Dallas, a dome team from Texas, they throw a lot. They're not used to playing in the cold. I think their record under 40 degrees is not great over the last whatever decade. Uh, it wasn't necessarily under 40, but you did get the one shot of <laughs> Mike McCarthy sipping hot chocolate on the sideline as he's like blowing <laughs> I had to chuckle. I'm like, bro, it's not it's not hot chocolate weather for us here in Buffalo. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I go to Bill's games, and I'll get a beer, and I'll get a water. I'll get whatever. And I don't get hot chocolate unless it's, like, 10. 
<laughs> it's 10 outside <laughs> and the hot chocolate is nothing more than a vehicle to warm my hands. So I'm more interested in the hot chocolate, the heat of the cup to warm my hands than I am the watered down garbage hot chocolate. That I just paid six bucks for uh, at the, at the stadium. But Mike McCarthy's on the sideline, 48 degrees or 45 degrees <laughs> sipping hot chocolate. And I was just like, uh, um, here we go. <laughs> sorry sorry i got i guess that, that it made me chuckle for those of you that were at the game and didn't see it it was relatively fine I would, they probably should have put that on the jumbotron mike mccarthy drinking hot chocolate on the sideline because i gotta think bill's mafia would have got a little bit of a tickle out of that but uh the game this football game sorry i'll try to i'll try to get back on track uh started out strong it was an old style like old school football game hard smash mouth football uh, the, you know, the gladiators on the gridiron, right? It, it wasn't frozen tundra, but there was a lot of hard hitting and a lot of uh, players trying to impose their will, something we actually don't see from the Buffalo Bills a whole lot. And they did. They imposed their will on the Dallas Cowboys, both on offense and on defense early. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills offense opened up with a solid drive to go up seven, nothing. Uh, and, and, and basically at that point in time, never looked back. It was 7 nothing, and the Bills, the Dallas Cowboys put together kind of an okay drive there, their first drive, and ended up having to punt. And it was all basically downhill from there for the Cowboys. Early on, I, I was actually texting Jerry and, uh, and John and Spence, uh, and Jerry actually had made the comment that the Buffalo Bills offense, offensive line was getting a little bit worked uh, in pass protection. Because I had made the comment in the chat, in the comment in, the, in our in our text group, that that Josh Allen was starting to get a little, little bit of happy feet. This was around drive three. And it was basically just due to some pressure that Josh was getting. Um, and then you saw the Bills' offense basically just turn and be like, you know what, we're gonna let that guy do the work. They and they pointed over Josh's shoulder at James Cook, and they were like, hey, 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 young man, why don't why don't you why don't you cook? And that's kind of been like the highlight since the game has basically been played. You know, let James cook. Um, which has been great. And those offensive linemen were downhill blocking in the ground game. And it showed, I mean, they were just, they were lighting up that Dallas Cowboys defensive line. They, they, they were the production, the, uh, to, the man to a man kind of overcoming the situation and basically owning the moment and just being on their blocks and imposing their will was impressive. And it's something this football team is probably going to have to make a habit of over the next we'll say three weeks to finish the season. And then obviously they're not going to get a first round by, you know, four weeks after that. So what's that? Seven weeks. We're going to need to see that from this football team over the next seven weeks, but it's also encouraging because this is a team that's on the uptick. They're putting it together at the right time. There's, there's cliche things that we always hear about. And that seems to be the, it's always some other team in the league that's doing, they put it together at the right time. They, they started winning at the right time towards the end of the season. They got hot at the right time. And we are kind of that football team that's in that niche right now, that in that mold of being the team that's getting hot at the right time. We're an Eagles 61 yard crazy field goal in a windstorm, a rain windstorm away from actually having won the last three in a row being what is it uh nine and five and kind of like in the thick of this thing and and maybe making a push depending on what happens in this Ravens game and I'm not I don't have it on uh making a push for the one seed in a season where Joe Burrow's out uh the the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes don't look like themselves like the opportunity to seize the moment is there unfortunately the Buffalo Bills dug themselves into a hole 
and then proceeded to dig themselves into a hole inside the hole by losing games to the Jets and the Patriots and the Denver Broncos. But hope is not lost. Again, at the very least, at the at the at, at the very least, we are seeing some good football at the end of this season. We're seeing some promising uh, football and some promising work from an interim uh, offensive coordinator that I would expect will be become sooner than later, if not this season during the season, at least you know quickly in the off season, he will be named the offensive coordinator in Joe Brady. We've been seeing a lot of good stuff from him. But even in this football game, getting back to it, every single back was productive. But James Cook was just, he was just on another level. He was in his own. It was, he was on another level and it was, it was awesome to see. It was, it was, it was encouraging. It was fun to watch uh, his cutting, his vision, his decisions, his reads. He was on it in this football game. And I put a little tweet out there about just being, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember being told that James Cook is, will never be a, a, an RB1. The James Cook has bad contact balance. That the James Cook, there's a reason that in college he never got more than 14 touches in a game in college, and uh, it was and most of those were passes as far as that goes. Like I remember all those conversations because I was like, wait a minute, his brother's an RB one and he's an inch taller and 10 pounds lighter. Well, that 10 pounds is all the difference in the world, Joe. That 10 pounds makes all the difference because of that 10 pounds. He'll never be an RB one. And uh, James Cook right now is, uh, I think, in third place for all-purpose yards from scrimmage in the NFL. Uh, he had 240 yards on the ground, which is uh, the most. I've heard two different things. It's the most. They said in the game, it might have been 240 with two touchdowns, is uh, the most since Thurman Thomas in 1991. And then, it, and then in the pressers, they said it was the most yards from scrimmage or rushing yards, yards from scrimmage since uh, 2009 by a player. So regardless, it was uh, very encouraging, very fun to watch. Uh, I'm sure all of you sat there with the biggest smile on your face, just like me, just where we were. What's interesting about this game, um, and it's always fun to be a content creator and backtrack. It's always fun to be a content creator and have to rethink or re-talk about, have a conversation, a, re a new conversation about something that we haven't liked this year. One of those things, for instance, is Sean McDermott, right? I got, you know, hey, Joe, like afterwards on Twitter, hey, Joe, do you want Sean McDermott fired still? And it's like, come on. <laughs> so first of all, it's one game. Uh, we'll get into that, but, you know, there's always next week. And I'm not saying that I want Sean McDermott fired. There's just things that we have seen, right, as fans. There's things that he continues to do. Well, another, you know, one of those things is that inside handoff or that handoff from the shotgun, right? We, we all of us have like lost our minds this season going back to Ken Dorsey about that, the, the handoff from the shotgun. It's like, stop giving whatever running back the ball in a handoff from the shotgun. It's not working. Stop doing it. And my Lord, I don't know if the Dallas Cowboys weren't ready for it. I don't know if they hadn't watched the bills suck at it for an entire season. I don't, I don't know if the bills just figured it out, but they ran that play over and over and over and over again. And they were successful on it on almost every attempt. Like whatever the whiteboard play was where they were like, I've got an idea. We're going to put Josh in the shotgun and we're going to hand the ball off to James Cook or whoever's back there with him from the shotgun and defenses are going to lose their minds. And like, it has not worked <laughs> like at all this season. And in this game, by golly, 
by George. It worked over and over. Like and and the and the Dallas Cowboys, and and good on Joe Brady because Josh Allen said it as well. They just kept calling it. There was one point in time there was there was a wrinkle to this play where James Cook would just basically motion around to the opposite side of Josh Allen, and maybe that was just enough to throw the defense off a little bit. But they ran that play, I think at one point in time, I counted three times in a row, and James Cook got like four to nine yards every single time. James Cook would start on Josh's left. He'd rotate around, motion around to his right. Josh would snap the ball, hand the ball to him, and he would take off. And he was picking different holes. He would he would take the inside hole inside the tackle off the guard uh, a couple times, and, and then one of the defensive players came into that gap, and James just bounced it outside and took it around and went to the edge. Like, they just abused the Dallas Cowboys with that play. And it was, it was fun to watch. So here I am retracting all of my hates about that play because the bills made it work. So I, I now love that play, but I'm letting you know that I love that play up until the moment that it doesn't work again. And then I'm going to hate that play. And I'm going to scream at the television, stop running that play, stop handing the ball off out of shotgun, quote unquote, it does not work. So I too, just like you, am a hypocrite is basically what I'm telling you. Um, but, you know, when you look at this football game and you and you kind of like break it down by half, you know, that was about as perfect of a first half as you could probably play. Just despite I'm going to say a couple of bad penalties. There ended up only being one penalty in this game. The Terrell Dotson penalty, because the uh, the Taylor Rapp one was it, it was it, it, it gets negated by the offsetting penalty. So it didn't happen. But at the end of the day. Taylor Rapp shouldn't be diving a foot and a half off the ground at a quarterback who's sliding. I don't care if he hit him or not. I don't care if he glanced him. I don't care if he barely touched him. I don't think I don't care if he missed him. When the quarterback's going down and you are diving a foot and a half off the ground laterally, like your horizontal laterally, like flying across the ground, basically head first at a quarterback, you don't do it. That's a stupid play. And if I had basically bad things to say about this game, this it's this play which effectively got negated because their offensive line, you know, had a problem with it and he should, and he stuck up for his quarterback and he got flagged as well. Offsetting penalties. Great. And then Terrell Dotson uh, with his, and there was a lot of confusion from play people that were actually at the game. They couldn't see him lunge. And so, yes, uh, Dak Prescott is a runner in that situation. Um, however, he's a runner and he is still a quarterback and he did not go head first. He also did not get tackled. He still surrendered on the play. And when he surrendered, which means he went feet first, just so everybody knows, because there were people on Twitter that were mad about it, Terrell Dotson lunged. He went head first, and you saw him lift and lunge forward at Dak Prescott. Not only should you expect a flag, that's a penalty, 100% all day long. Again, didn't hurt us in the long run, but stupid penalties like that, can hurt us. You're, you're talking about a situation that we could have maybe played a penalty-free game. But despite just those two things, they played about the most perfect half that you could possibly play. Uh, you know, we, we went through that first half watching the Bills dominate a football team, dominate a good football team. And dare I say, this is not the first time we've seen the Bills do this this year. And all the questions arise, primarily two. Can they? Will they on offense? Can they, will they on offense, keep their foot on the gas? Will they keep coming at them? Because sometimes even inside of the game plan, even, even inside of the game, when they get up, 
We've seen it, two possessions, three possessions. As much as they're being successful on the run, it doesn't mean they're going to keep running the same run plays. A lot of times you see offenses like, like go into different run plays to kind of begin to chew up clock and kind of change what they're doing to, to effectively take their foot off the gas and like drag the game out to run, run out the clock to win, right? But they didn't. They kept running the same stuff at them the whole entire game. The Dallas Cowboys had no answer. There was no adjustment to be made. There was nothing that they could do. And at one point in time, about the halfway through the third quarter, I, I tweeted out, I was like, they've already headed to the bus. Like, this game's over. Because they weren't even trying to stop James Cook at that point in time. The Buffalo Bills kept their foot on the gas. It was great on offense. And then the other question, and this is the one that largely for me, all of the pot gets stir stirred and, and the conversation really begins to come up on whether or not Sean McDermott continues as the head coach of this football team. And that is, will they, can they, the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, keep their foot on the throats of that offense while they're out there on defense? Because we have not seen it. We saw it a little bit last week against the Chiefs. However, Chiefs at home, right? Better environment for their offense. Dallas and our environment, you know, obviously two different football games, but we watched that defense suffocate the Dallas Cowboys offense from minute one to minute 60. And that to me, I, I said last week on this show, I said last week on this show, and I think that, uh, that Trish actually quoted it. This, that, that week, that game last week was a game that I felt like the Buffalo Bills coaching staff could learn from. I felt like the Buffalo Bills could learn from that game. Like, oh, we can be aggressive on defense. And Sean McDermott said it in his presser last week. I wanted to be aggressive. I wanted to finish the game the way we started the game, which we could like literally peel off and have multiple conversations just around. We didn't change anything on defense in games. The Eagles game. We didn't do anything different. We did the exact same stuff. It's like, you're a liar. You're all of your players started playing nine yards off, sort of playing prevent defense. But regardless, we watched the Buffalo Bills on defense this time suffocate them from the beginning to the end. It was great. And what's interesting is I was told by Bill's mafia that this defense had a limp. I was told that this defense can't hold teams. I was told that it wasn't a matter of them changing the game plan. It wasn't a matter of changing the scheme. It wasn't a matter of changing the defensive play calls. It wasn't a situation where they were just getting overcome because they're missing right? They're missing uh, Daquan Jones. They're missing Matt Milano. They're missing Tredavious White. I was told that it was that I was told that they can't hold teams because of these things. That, that it wasn't about, it wasn't about the play calls. It wasn't about the change of, of, of trying to do something different because we got a two possession lead. I was told that it was because of injuries. We can't hold them. So the offense has to keep scoring and, and then Josh would throw an interception. That's what, that's what I was told. Lo and behold, you watch a football game where they did just that. They held the Dallas Cowboys to basically three points the entire game until a garbage touchdown in the end, of which Cooper Rush was supposed to come in the game. And then for some reason, Dak ran back out there. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I always, whenever Josh Allen gets taken out of a football game, I always tweet, Josh Allen's been benched. And then they took, they, they like, they showed Cooper Rush warming up and like he was like jogging towards the sideline. And I quote tweeted my own tweet and I was like, oh, Dak Prescott has also been benched in this game. And then all of a sudden, Des- Dak Prescott was back out there and I was like, what happened? <laughs> so apparently there was a change of heart somewhere. I haven't seen or read a report about why. But at the end of the day, that defense is good. I was also told that that defense gets a pass a lot because of what they're dealing with on injuries. And all of the, everything that I've said to you in the last three minutes about this defense is for me to tell you that that defense does not have a limp. That defense can hold teams, good teams, good offenses to the score. They can suffocate them. And that defense does not get a pass. When they let up and they allow the Eagles to score 30 points in the second half of a football game and win, they don't get a pass on that. They didn't have a limp. They just didn't hold a football team. Peyton plays with the Super Chat. Peyton, thank you so much for being a part of the show, brother. Peyton and I go way back, so I've got an opportunity. Peyton is one of the one of one of the one of the uh, longtime listeners of this show that I've actually had the uh, opportunity and the pleasure to uh, connect with. We actually met. He lives in Tampa, and we got to uh, connect at the Bills uh, Bucks game a couple of years back. So appreciate you, bro. You know that we uh, message back all the time. Dear Sean McDermott, he says, enclosed you will find an undrafted linebacker in safety, a man on a one-year deal. And the re- the remnants of a Hall of Famer. Please save my season. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> That's funny. That's good stuff. It's interesting to, for me to see all the people from uh, X, by the way, that have that are that are like X is telling me that all these people have joined the show, which it's never done before, which is hilarious. So. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, getting back to my notes. Uh, but uh, Peyton, thank you so much for being a part of the show, brother. You know that. Uh, love you, love you tons, man. Um, I have told you over the last couple weeks. I've told you over and over again. I don't remember going back how far, but I've told you over and over again that this defense has the pieces they need to complement the offense, offense, and win football games. Tonight, in this football game against the Dallas Cowboys, they showed it against one of the best offenses in the league from jump. 
This might have been the most complete and complimentary regular season game we have seen from this team. We've seen the perfect game against, obviously, the no-punt game against the Patriots in the playoffs. This might have been one of the more complete and complimentary regular season games against a very good football team we've seen from a Sean McDermott coached football game, uh, football team. I literally did not want this football game to end. I was like, can this just be heaven? <laughs> can this, can this be eternity? Because this is bliss right now. And as you can tell, I'm in a good mood, right? I, I, I like to talk about the bills when they play well, I don't want to have to find things to be upset about. I don't want to have to find things to be mad about. I don't want to have conversations about Josh Allen turnovers. I don't want to have conversations about Sean McDermott making the same mistakes over and over again and never learning. I want to talk about good things. I want this team to win a championship. I want Bill. I want Bill's mafia to get what we deserve and have deserved for a very long time. I didn't want this game to end. And I'm excited already for Saturday. And I think you guys probably are too. And the reality is all that to say that the league the AFC, these teams in front of the Buffalo Bills, the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, Jags, Browns, Bengals, Colts, Texans, the Chargers, who we played next week, the Patriots the week after that, they better not let this football team into the playoffs. Whatever they got to do, whatever those teams have to do to not let the Bills into the playoffs, they better do. Because this version of the Buffalo Bills that you saw last week, even against the Eagles, and some coaching mistakes last week against the Jets this week's. Who's going to beat this football team? This team, when they're firing on all cylinders, list them. Do me a favor. Put them in the chat. Put them in the comments section. If you, Who are the teams that are going to beat this football team when they're firing on all cylinders? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. A couple noteworthy notes before I jump over to your tweets. Josh Allen surpassed Cam Newton for the for the most rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks, NFL quarterbacks, in a player's first six seasons. Josh Allen also became the first quarterback in NFL history to have 10 games in a season with a rushing and a passing touchdown, and there's three games left, which means he has the opportunity to further extend both of those records. Also, Stephon Diggs who was the Bills' leading pass catcher. That one, that, the one throw, it was an oh-my-God moment for me. Like, like I didn't stand up from the couch, but I was. it was a borderline stand-up from the couch moment. Josh gets flushed, got, Josh gets flushed out, sorry, uh, to his right, and, you know, sidearms that football, which, you know, oh, only Pat Mahomes can throw, like, off-platform. Like, he, you know, he's the only one that can throw sidearm balls. He throws the ball sidearm in the rain, and Stefan Diggs reaches out with one hand. You all saw it and like pulls that ball in. It was a stupid throw and it was a stupid catch. I mean, that's a that that that's a, a throw and a catch that should be on the NFL highlight reel for all of 2023 into like going next year, going to 2024. It was incredible. But Stefan Diggs is the first wide receiver in Buffalo Bills history with four straight thousand yard seasons. So Stefan Diggs passes Stevie Johnson three thousand yard seasons in a row to become the very first bills player with four and that's hard to believe when you consider like the wide receivers we've had you guys named eric molds and you talk about jerry butler like going back in the days uh, james lofton andre reed like we went a long time lee evans we went a long time without having (laughs) 
a wide receiver one. But that's that's impressive. Uh, four years in a row, thousand yard seasons, and again the season isn't over. And he's been kind of quiet the last couple of weeks. He's been kind of quiet. So uh, we're running a little bit uh, late in this show. So I'm going to go ahead and jump over. Uh, I'm not going to do stats. I'm not going to do the story of the the story of the game. I pretty much talked about it. Uh, due towards the story of the game, real quick, the Bills just didn't let up. Uh, they imposed their will on the cowboy. They imposed their will on the Cowboys, both on offense and defense, which is, which is not something we see the Bills do often. Uh, and they just did what they did, and it's something that we need to see for the entire game going forward. So it was great to see. Due towards uh, the obvious number one due award for me up is James Cook. Uh, second offensive line. Third one is the entire defense. Both played well. Down due towards for me. I've already talked about them. Taylor Rapp. T dot. Now, let's jump over to the uh, tweets that you guys tweeted me, and there's a bunch because y'all are up in your fields, and this is, what, well, we've been doing this for three or four years now, so you guys are, it used to be like I'd get eight or ten, <laughs> and now it's it's consistently in the 40s, and I think the most I had was like 96 at one point in time. Uh, after this football game, I tweeted out the Buffalo Bills stack another win and get no help from the rest of the league despite some promising game starts. How's that win got you feeling, Bills Mouth? You're reading your tweets of the show tonight. And uh, I'll get uh, through as many of these as I can, and then I'll let you guys go. Um, Alex Warmall, uh, who I'm guessing is British because he said, chuffed to bits. Chuffed to bits. By the way, speaking of British people, I haven't seen Saxa Dave in a long time. The Saxa Dave in the comment section, because Saxa Dave has not commented me. I don't think he's responded to one of my post game tweets in a while. Um, and I know that like the whole primetime thing being in England in the UK is tough for him to be on live, but uh, have not seen hide nor hair of Saxa Dave in a minute. So, uh, yeah, if anybody hears from him or whatever, I'll have to DM him after the show. But anyway, uh, chuff to bits. So apparently that is a British thing. So, Alex, thank you for being a part of the show. <laughs> it goes back to when uh, Saxa Dave was actually in town and he said that he was off his tits. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> He's like, you don't say that in the States? It's like, no, bro, we don't say that we're off our tits <laughs> in the United States. So we've got chuff to bits and we've got off our tits. I don't, yep, there we are. So it is what it is. And then Trish uh, followed up with him and just said, you spoke straight to my British heart. So whatever that means, it means. Brandon Altman says, the Bills are making the playoffs, uh, and they are the team that nobody wants to face. Stoked we beat Dallas, but next week, uh, next week, all Buffalo fans are the biggest Dallas fans in the world. Love the show, Joe. Keep doing what you do while the streams end is back. Indeed. And I retweeted that one. Robbie Snyder, my guy, Robbie. I'm happy with this win by the Bills. They played hard and showed a lot today. Happy to see James Cook running the ball. Hashtag Go Bills. Hi, Joe Miller Wired. What's up, Robbie? My guy Payton says, you know, these guys ain't so effing bad, which is the gift, I believe, from Major League. Uh, Richard Rush says, uh, finally, a game that was fun to watch and didn't age me 10 years. That's the thing that's like low-key missing. Like, there was no stress. I didn't age. I don't have any gray hairs in my beard from this football game. Uh, we need to keep feeding Cook. He had a phenomenal game, and our D-balled all game was fun. D-balled? Did you just really make me say D-balled? <laughs> all game was fun to watch. Pause. Go Bills. Sorry. Leon B. Need to continue to stack wins. And he's got, uh, was it the Big Lebowski uh, pounding on the ceiling? Uh, Karen, hashtag let's go Bill, or let's go Buffalo. Uh, inching closer back to wildest dreams land. Got to retweet that one because I retweet all those. Uh, with that statement game, just owning both sides of the football. Go Bills, Bills Mafia, almost Bills by a billion. 
She got the GIF, believe. I Mike 23 says, say it loud and proud, Joe. How about them cowboys? Love it. Absolutely love it. You're either offside or you're not. Oh, I, I just said that. And there's Saxon Dave, like literally on cue with the tweet. So I take everything. He's probably going to listen to this in the morning when he wakes up and I take it all back. Uh, are we finally getting hot in December? If we can make the playoffs, this team will be uh, be a scary uh, scary one to play. But week one, or but one week at a time. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. On to the Chargers and another killer kickoff time. <laughs> he rolls his eyes. <laughs> Go Bills. Yeah, so uh, for him, it's a matter of 8 o'clock is uh, what? Uh, 1 o'clock in the morning game start for him. So crazy. Uh, Brian Anthony, my guy Brian Bowers, who's in the chat. Total domination, Joe. This team has been completely different since we made the switch to Joe Brady at offensive coordinator. Why did we wait so long? It's a good question. Imagine what our record would be had we done it sooner. Either way, let's keep it going. No one wants to face this Bills team in the playoffs. 100%. Bills media, 716. James Cook was possessed, and all that talk about the Dallas Cowboys got shut down real fast. Pure domination against a top-five team in the league. The boys are rolling at the right time. Don't let us get into the playoffs, Joe Miller. Go Bills. Jose Whosoever underscore 777. Go Bills. And he's got the Kool-Aid gift. Oh, yeah. Um, I hope I do those, uh, like those things right. So uh, the little impressions. m <laughs> This felt like exactly what this team needed. Now just keep winning. There, it was uh, Deion Dawkins who said that this team is starting to believe in themselves. He inferred it. And then he did say that uh, they're starting to basically play with some swag. So m you're sorry, I just hit my microphone. m you're on point there totally. Autumn. Autumn's got uh, the gif of a person running through, literally running through a brick wall. Love it. 207 Bills fan. What a game for James Cook. When this team is on, no one can hang with them. Go Bills. There's a recurring theme on this show. The run starts tonight. Go Bills uh, says we're winning out. Predicted it since the Eagles loss and standing by it. Too many positives to hold us back. Joe Brady calling great games. Solid execution combined with a team that just likes to be the underdog. Uh, they weren't the underdog in this football game, by the way. Will be a hard team to play in the weeks ahead. Scott, you are 100% correct. Mike Graham at All Right Mike 13. Uh, if you were to tell me Josh Allen was going to throw under 100 yards and we would still win by 21, I would have laughed in your face, especially against the Dallas Cowboys. Right there with you, bro. This has me excited. Bills look dangerous. I would agree. Uh, McCrane 430. Don't worry about the other teams. Just take care of business on our end week or one week at a time, right? That is the phrase. So we got to go one and oh every single week. It was interesting to see Josh Allen not know who we're playing next week. He's like, uh, are we going to LA? We're playing, we're going to LA, right? That's where we're going next week. It's hard for, me to, hard for me to believe that they actually don't know who they're playing week to week, but apparently it's true. Bills fan UK, an old fashioned uh, kicking. They finally let James Cook cook. Hashtag wildest dreams, which automatically gets a retweet from me. LG in the Valley. Uh, Bills need to go 3-0 and or they will miss. Well, you're correct. <laughs> LG, thanks for being a part of the show. Letting us all know what we all already know. <laughs> C-Dub, hashtag Bills Mafia, Chris Wells, 73. Looking forward to a pissed off Dallas team going to visit Miami next week on Christmas Eve. No, day before Christmas Eve. Uh, he's got the Grinch gift, which is great. Uh, Jackie Broder at Broder Jackie. Hey, how about those uh, hog mollies? How about those hog mollies? I really am just imagining John Fina, Fina gloating right now. John was uh, beside himself, not only in uh, the little text group we have, but also on Twitter. He was he was enjoying what he was watching. Alex uh, Turner, 631. Denver losing certainly helped, 
but we need more help. We absolutely need more help. Jonathan Reddy, J Red Show. Happy they won, but also a little irritated that they waited so long to fire Dorsey. And now our playoff hopes are in the hands of other teams. It's yes, in the hands of other teams, but it's also in our hands. The Buffalo Bills need to win out. Daniel Burr, Dan Charles Burr. Was this game or was this game? I, 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 I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to defi- decipher what he, Was this game porn for Sean McDermott? Or was this Sean McDermott porn, right? Suffocating defense and an offense that ran the ball mercilessly down the opponent's throat. Coach will need a shower and a cigarette after watching this game film tonight. <laughs> apparently this is overreaction after dark uh at this point uh z stats easy bill seven it's the rest of the afc that's going to need help true story uh laskies at laskies this game makes perfect sense this is a playoff game for the bills and dallas loses playoff games that's funny do you prefer let cook cook or let james cook go bills um that's an interesting question. Do I prefer let cook cook or let I like let James cook? I think I like it that way better. I, I don't I don't like let James cook cook. I don't like let cook cook. I like let James cook. And so I think I'm in the same spot that Josh Allen is. If you saw the uh, locker room cameras, they came into the locker room uh, post game. Excuse me. Uh, Meathead Mike at Meathead Meathead underscore Mike. Replace Ken Dorsey with Joe Brady a few weeks earlier, and our season outlook is vastly different right now. But Meathead Mike, we are not talking about what our outlook from earlier looks like. We're looking at what our outlook is right now, which is basically this team's got to win out, and we believe they can. Rook 33, Miami not beating the Cowboys. Ravens, Miami is not beating the Cowboys. Ravens back-to-back. So see you in the Mi- in Miami for the division. So Rook is basically saying that uh, the Dolphins are going to drop a game or two here coming up, and that uh, last game of the season is going to be for the division championship in the AFC East between the Bills and the Dolphins. I like it. Proud Bills fan at Green Melon Study. We didn't get no help. Steelers and Broncos lost, moving us up two spots. It's a true story. Phil uh, Martello, I mean, they got a Broncos loss last night. If they went out, they're in. Just win, baby. Bill's got to win. Vinny A at V-J-A-K-M-A. Went out and it will be fine. Got through Philly, Kansas City, Dallas, two to, uh, two and one. Should be three and oh. Now have a Chargers and have the Chargers and Pats coming up. Uh, Chargers away, Pats at home. Just when if anybody's keeping notes or keeping track or doesn't know. Keep playing like they are. They are. And you might be fighting for the AFC East in the final 10 to seven or 11 or 10 and seven, 11, six. You get the Bills in the playoffs. Well, I think. I prefer 11 and six. I think the bills are going to have to be at 11 and six. So basically count on that. Don't shoot for 10 and seven, shoot for, shoot for 11 and six. In my opinion, Cheryl Wilson at crappy jazz. (laughs) That's a funny name. I'm cautiously optimistic, but also freaking excited. Me too. Adam at Adam run strong. I'm stunned. I thought we'd win, but not like this. I thought for sure we were all going to bed mad despite a win. Uh, I get it, right? There's an, you never know going into games what you're going to get. I wasn't expecting 31 to 10, which realistically is 31 to 3. The Bills the Bills curb stomped them. They just literally curb stomped them. I thought we would win this football game. People asked me all week what my thoughts were. I was like, this is a winnable game. It depends on which football team shows up, right? And right now the Bills are consistently the same team, which has been great. So I get what you're saying. I, I didn't expect to go to, bed, go to bed mad. To me, at this point in time, any win is important. Win ugly if you have to, just like last week against the Chiefs, just win. 
clearly it does way more for our confidence going forward, knowing this team is starting to put it together. So Charles Byrne, go Bills. This is the running game we've been missing. Yeah, literally for five years. The Bills show different looks uh, Dallas wasn't ready for. Tyler Bass is back on track. Oh, and Vaughn who? <laughs> Vaughn actually played a lot in that fourth quarter because they were basically sitting guys. And Vaughn was the guy, the $100 million man, putting him in there to get reps, which I thought was interesting. So things that probably I only I noticed. Cynthia Padula, feeling like if the, uh, this is us peaking, no one is going to want to play us. Thank you, Joe Brady. This is what the team needed. Keep grinding. We're not done yet. No, we are not. Publicus Fox uh, at Joyce Publi 17718. I think we all need to be Cowboy fans as soon as possible. You're right. Cowboys need to beat the Dolphins next week. Douglas uh, Deguid. Billy's just got uh, Billy's just got to keep doing what they are, and that'll and they'll take care of their own business, and that'll be okay. Basically, just saying. Doug is just saying, went out, and we're good to go. Anakin Skywalker. Wow. Uh, Anakin's in the room. Jedi Slayer four five five. Pump this performance into my veins. Three more, he said. Uh, and then he's got the gift that says we landed on the moon. I think is what this one is, right? No way, we landed on the moon <laughs> from uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. It's uh, amazing. Ma uh, men in the kitchen. Three words. Pure domination. Uh oh, that's two words. Go Bills. Uh, ben Groff says mission accomplished. Got the gift. Uh, Taco Bell. Uh, Taco five, five board. We're eight and six. That's all he's got to say about that. Florida man, Rob at FL man, Rob, the 1 PM football gods did everything possible to demoralize this team prior to kickoff. And they did, uh, and all they did was lay the smack down to a champion, a championship caliber team next week. The tides turn and these backup QBs start playing like backup QBs hashtag wildest dream, dreams land, which obviously gets a retweet for me. Uh, just a couple more for you here. I think there's like two Patrick and John Hizzy, Mike McCarthy putting Dak Prescott back in for Cooper rush during garbage time was a loser behavior. Play stupid games, win super pri stupid prizes, go bills. Yes, I agree with you, but Dak did not get hurt. So it was kind of fine. Uh, and then another major league reference from Colty at Colty Rodercross, uh, Rodercross. And he says, uh, it's the gift where it says my kind of team, Charlie, my kind of team. And then I think I've got one more for you. Uh, from Texas Bills fan, go Bills Harris. We don't need help. We are the Buffalo Bills. I'm on the moon with this ass whooping. Don't let us don't let us in the tournament. We will go dog walk all of them. Go Bills. <laughs> Absolutely great. Oh, I'm sorry. There is one more uh, from D E F O E X. The Audi pile. He says F them. Go make this is a good. This is a great one to end on. He says F them. Use the real word though. Uh, the F dash 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 word. Uh, make your own destiny. Go Bills is what he says, which is uh, absolutely a perfectly fitting end to this here show. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate all of you being with me and hanging out with me and uh, spending a little bit of time with me. It's uh, been fun as we wrap this thing up. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are eight and six. They've got everything that they need in front of them. They've got to basically take it one game at a game at a time, which is not necessarily news for us. We hear them talk about this all the time. We hear them say it all the time. They chirp it back. They parrot it. Uh, that is the world we're living in. And they are in a situation where as a football team, they are getting hot at the right time. So go one and oh every week. Take care of business. Win three more games, and let's just see where the chips fall. If you win the division, you win the division. If you don't, you don't. At least, hopefully, enough work is done that we make the playoffs, and then from there on out, as has been said by me over and over again and said by the, the people tweeting back at me, 
nobody wants to play this team. I promise you, nobody in the AFC wants to play this team. It's going to be a fun, just kind of ending stretch, run into the playoffs through Christmas and New Year. So buckle up, Buttercup. Have fun with it. But uh, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction of Buffalo Sports Show. Brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. One more time, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, please call John Spascheck 716-570-3298. The number again, 716-570-3298. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, the Off Tackle with John Fina Show and myself. Can't wait to see you there. Please tune in. We'll talk to you guys soon. Go Bills. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.